BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic. Because that's what I do best. Judge. (laughs) This is Straight Up with Stassi. Hello, Khaleesi's. Uh, welcome to Straight Up with Stassi. This is actually, it's going to be a different type of co- podcast for a little bit because I have someone that I have just recently gotten to know. And Pride, Gay Pride in West Hollywood was last weekend. And I heard her give a speech and it was so moving. And I've sat there thinking about the struggles that she's gone through and not just the struggles of what I'm about to explain, but also after the fact, what you then deal with when it's, when you're basically, okay, I'm going to introduce Billy Lee and her Instagram and her website is it's me, Billy Lee, uh, com. She's a transgendered woman and she's prettier than me, which fucking sucks. (laughs) And her boobs, (laughs) naturally now are better than mine. I had to pay $14,000 to get my boobs the way that I wanted them. But, oh, she just just grew them. Fuck Hormones, hormones. I have to think. So welcome. Hi. Welcome. You really are, like, you really are an inspiration. And I I don't want to be cheesy like that and just say, oh, you're so inspiring. Because it's like, it's fuck that. You know, I have no idea how hard it is or what, you've had to go through because what I've been thinking about is well so she's newly started to work at sir yes and everyone knows that sir's a really it's a hard place to you know make friends and like you know the 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 group of people that work at sir we've been around for a really long time we're all best friends with each other most of us and and it's hard to come into that yes so given the fact that you're already new but then you've had to struggle your whole life. That's it adds a whole nother layer of maybe not feeling comfortable and not really knowing um, where to insert yourself or, or what to say or what to do. And and that to me has struck me more than even your struggle as growing up wanting to be. And when I say wanting to be transgender, is that the right way to say it before you became or yeah. identifying with a woman? Well, 
when you're trans, like, and as a child, you all you want to be is um, a woman or a little girl. And I never even heard the word trans until later on in life when I moved to L.A. And I think I was 19. And that's when I started my transition. But well, so I read your website. OK, so your your bio and I, I saw that your parents had, you know, made you see doctors and you were diagnosed with, I think, depression. Ch- yeah, ch- depression, OCD, OCD. And I had severe anger issues where I like beat myself, like physically abused myself. I was angry. I understand. That. <laughs> I, I understand. And so when what what ages were you when so like when you okay the first recollection that I have like the first memory that I have as a child is like about like maybe four you know like a true one yeah what is the earliest memory that you have where you knew you weren't in the right body it was when um this is like the most probably difficult story sometimes when I tell it but I was at an Easter egg hunt when I was little and I won like the golden egg and I got to pick like the biggest prize, you know, whatever you want. Do you remember how old you were? I was probably about six. Okay. And I uh, could not wait. Like I had my eye on this pink bike and I was so excited about it and like the whole time. And they brought me past the pink section to the red and blue section, the boy section. And I was crying and I really wanted the pink bike and I couldn't go to the girls section. I had to pick from the boys section and they gave me like, I think it was a, um, a fire truck. It was like this big fire truck, but it wasn't something that I wanted. And at that point I knew that I was in the wrong body and I didn't understand it then, but I knew that I was attracted to pretty pink, beautiful things. And I wasn't attracted to a dump truck or a fire truck. And, um, but at that moment, my parents made me be a boy. So did you explain to your parents, like, did you feel like you had to hide like your, what you were wanting because you, did you go to a a school with, that was co-ed? Yeah. Okay. So do you feel like you had to hide that and then pretend to be something for your parents or were you honest or or did you tell friends or or did you just hold everything in yeah once I once I would I knew that I was uh I couldn't have what I wanted and what I felt and uh I always wanted to be very feminine and when I was at the grocery store with my mom uh they would be like oh your daughter's so cute and she'd be like that's my son there was a lot of shame around me being feminine or uh too girly And so I was constantly told, you need to go out and play with your brother and get dirty. You need to eat like a boy. And, you know, in high school, middle school and high school, um, I was bullied. And people made rumors up that if you went into the bathroom, um, all on the wall was uh, writing about Billy and Billy sucks dick and Billy's a faggot. And Billy's a queer. And I didn't even know how to suck dick then. I had no idea. I was like, what? I I still don't know how to really (laughs) suck dick. I do now. I do now. And (laughs) I do it really well. But back then, I had no idea. But my brother was a year younger than me. And he would take these rumors. And then he would talk about it at dinner. And it was awful. Like, I dreaded going home after school. I dreaded going to dinner. And... So my parents would sometimes check on me, like, is Billy, sh- I, there was a rumor that I shaved my legs. So my dad got drunk one, one night, and him and my mom were fighting, and he forced her upstairs and forced me to take off my clothes to make oh. sure I didn't shave. 
So there was always incidents or I like my. Did you express it to them that or did you keep it? So you kept it I kept it to myself. I kept it to myself and I just said no. And I didn't know there was not even a word trans in my family. The doctors didn't know this is a small town, Indiana, you know, years ago, probably 20 years ago. And I they didn't know and I didn't know. And so, of course, I was being rejected and I was being told not to be who I wanted to be and who I felt like. So I was depressed. I wouldn't want to go to school. I was scared. I would hide in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, the bathtub is a safe zone for me. My parents would fight. Um, I would run to the bath and hide and I would hide from the school bus. And it was just a point in my life where I felt really depressed. I was suicidal and I I was angry. I would destroy my room. I would just, I would hit myself. And I hated saying this out loud. It's crazy because I have such a beautiful relationship with the universe and God, but I hated God back then. I hated the fact that I was put in this life, that I was someone that was born in the wrong body and no one understood. And I was miserable. Uh, So it it was, it was a lot. Yeah. So when did you feel like Okay, so when when you were diagnosed with OCD and depression and that, how old were you? I believe I was around 10, 10 or 10 to 12. And when you were diagnosed with this and you were told this, did you know that that wasn't true and that it, the, there was another? I mean, obviously you knew that you weren't in the right body, but did you think that maybe you were OCD or you did you believe that you I mean, I, I think maybe you probably were depressed. I would oh, imagine, I was depressed yes. yeah. and I even had some OCD. I would have to step over a stick like a certain amount of times. I had like definitely had OCD, but it was all these things because I was told every day that I was wrong and yeah. it became something else because I wasn't I couldn't express myself. I didn't feel free. And I always had anxiety as a kid, like the pit of my stomach. Like I felt like I was always doing something wrong. If I was in my bedroom playing house and I had little teddy bears and I'd make them into like Barbies and my parents would come in, I had this pit like in your, my stomach. Yes. Like like I'm your heart fell into your butt. Yeah. So you can't, as a child, no, you know, I felt like I was always wrong. And shame is a very powerful energy. And when someone's right. ashamed of you and your own family and your own parents, that is uh, hurtful. No, that's something that I don't even, I don't understand. And I think most people don't understand. So then when did you feel like you knew what you had to do like you know when did you finally get to the point where either I don't know if you started transitioning first or whether you came out to your parents and your family first or or when when was it that you and or how did that journey go or or when did you embrace well you are I came out twice so I didn't know the word trans and my parents finally were like we think you're gay Obviously, I'm attracted was, to men. That was the next question. Well, not obviously, though, because a lot of yeah, no, yeah, there's a lot of trans women that are attracted, still attracted to women. To, yes, yeah. I agree with you. I'm saying obviously in my but life, you were. like, okay, I love men, and uh, they and I was in a boy's body at the time, so they said you're gay, you know, and that's what the doctor said, and that's what my parents said, and so I was like, okay, and I just felt free for a minute because I was accepted by liking other boys. And right. I just felt really free about that. And then I got it's like you had one secret out. Yeah. That I liked boys. Right. And I got into a relationship with a guy. So we were two gay guys in high school. In um, I was. N- yeah. Eight, 17. I was 17. Mm-hmm. 
And he hated the fact that I was so feminine, that I shaved my legs and that I wore makeup. And um, he just pressured me, just like my parents did, to be more of a boy. Right. And I felt, again, like I wasn't, I couldn't be who I wanted to be. And that's when I, we broke up and I moved to L.A. And I was at a random party and someone said, honey, you're trans. I'm like, what? And that was the first time that you heard. Yes. That was. And I was you never like, Googled it. Did you not have a computer growing up? Girl, I think it was back <laughs> in the day when like AOL, AOL American like, online. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm 33 <laughs> now. So it was. Yeah, it was a minute ago. And um and even if I probably heard the word back then, I was identifying with being gay because at the time I was in a relationship, I loved him, and I was trying to be more manly for him. I was trying to make him happy. Right. And that's what I was doing my whole life was trying to make my parents happy. And there was days I would come home like all dirty and like rugged looking. And, you know, my parents were proud of that. Small town, <laughs> trailer park. <laughs> Their boy got dirty. They were excited. That's crazy. Yeah. So then you moved to L.A. and someone at a party was like yo yo trans <laughs> yes and then the light bulb went off and you were like all right i'm gonna did you have to talk to people about that or did you just start like where did you go from there because if someone were to tell me something and, and i'm and i'm granted i don't know what it's like to be in your position but almost anything that you're not sure about like it, it was it like a light bulb that just yeah. went off and like imagine you being sick with something like an illness for example and you're like I really just want to know what's wrong with my stomach. Like, why do I have these issues? And then one day you find out that you're allergic to gluten. And you're like, hello, life changing. Like, you feel better. So I started thinking, oh, my God, I'm trans. Like, I need to. And that one thought just grew. And I would sit up late at night. I couldn't go to sleep. And I would imagine myself naked on the beach where no one was there to judge me. So no one judged me, and I was just myself, and, and I was naked. And did you imagine yourself as in a woman's body? And I imagined myself as a boy, and I imagined myself as a woman. Okay. And when I imagined myself a woman, my heart just blew open, and I was just so happy and so excited, and and that's when I knew I was like, I'm gonna start hormones, I'm gonna do this. Holy shit! You'd never imagined yourself as a woman before that moment because you didn't know that was an option. Right. Yeah. I mean, there That's was fucking cray. There was times where I would like manifest me living in this life in L.A. and living this beautiful, fabulous life outside the trailer park. And I did think back and I'm like, I was a woman when I imagined that. But it was never I didn't know about transitioning. I didn't know it was possible. So to actually have that thought of me on that beach before I actually started hormones, which is a huge decision. You know, you're starting a whole it's like you're starting puberty again. I mean, my boobs hurt every day and they still do. Well, I mean, like, it was worth it. I will say Everyone that. Everyone thinks I got a boob job, and I'm like, no. I totally I, thought you had a boob job. Yeah. I was like, fuck that. There's no way. That's I not fair. You, I will tell you everything that I've had done, but <laughs> like I did not, not get fair. a boob job. And my thing is, like, I when I was young, I had to tape my breasts down to pass as a boy because I was growing breast tissue as a boy. This was when I was, like, teenager. Well, but I thought you didn't start hormones until... I didn't, but naturally, I had breast tissue. Naturally, like my boobs and my nipples were a little bit bigger than a normal boy. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard that. I had no idea that was possible. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some chubby boys with, you know, breasts. I wasn't even chubby, but I definitely had. And I tried to turn them into pecs because I'm like, if I'm going to be a boy, like I need to like, you know, and I was a lifeguard at the time. So I was trying to look good. But I definitely would wear little like they call them wife beaters, but they're like, you know, tank tops. And I would buy. It's like a wife beater. Yeah. Okay. Wife beater. And I'd buy <laughs> extra small and I would force them over me so it would press my chest down. 
And trans, wow. uh, yeah, and like there's trans people who are female to male who have to like, you know, tape their breasts down yes. to pass as a boy. But I was already a boy and I was doing it. I'm lazy. We know this. I like things to come to my door, pretty much everything, which is why Wink is a huge part of my life. Do you know what Wink is? It's a wine subscription. Yeah, you heard that right. A wine subscription. I mean, what? Like, can life get any better? Wine just comes to your door. What? So let me explain. Wink, wink, it's a personalized wine club. So what you do when you first go to the website, which is trywink.com, and that's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C.com, you're going to answer a series of like six questions, nothing big. And you don't have to know anything about wine. The questions, like one of the questions is like, how do you like your coffee? Do you like it black? Do you like it with, you know, milk? Do you like it with half and half and sugar? Whatever. So they're easy questions to answer. You don't need to be a wine connoisseur or anything like that. So based on your answers, professionals at Wink will find wines that they think you will like based on your taste. They'll send them to your door. Yeah, right to your door. So you don't need to go get in your car and go to the grocery store or liquor store or anything like that. And then once you try them, you can go online and rate them. So not only are you getting shit coming to your door, but you also get to learn about wine because you're figuring out what your preferences are and what you like. I mean... It's just such a good idea. I just wish that I thought of it myself. And all their labels are really cute because they do their own labels there. And so they're like wine bottles that you actually want to display. They also have a new product called Aruza Rosé. Okay. So these are little cans of sparkling rosé. Seriously, I'm not joking. They look like it, like the can looks like it's an energy drink. So if you're going to the beach or like a pool party or something or whatever, pretty sure you can just like drink this can in the middle of nowhere and no one will know what you're talking about. I probably shouldn't be promoting people getting arrested, but what else? But also with that comes a free, we're giving away a free Ruza jammy pack. And so what that is, it's um, a cooler that also has a built-in Bluetooth speaker. Okay, so I posted about this on my Instagram the other day because it's fucking fantastic because we live in California. I mean, I know you guys don't, but or not all of you do, but I live in California and we often have parties that are outside or at the beach or something like that. And you don't really know what to bring your drinks in this way. You don't have to bring an extra speaker and you have a cooler for your rosé or whatever you want to put in it. So you're killing two birds with one stone. It's absolutely amazing. So go check it out on my Instagram. Look for that photo. But also, if you go to trywink.com, and that's T-R-Y, again, W-I-N-C dot com slash Stassi, they are going to give my listeners $20 off your first order. They'll even cover the cost of shipping, okay? So use my promo link. That's trywink.com slash Stassi, and you're going to get $20 off and free shipping. So if you're ordering a bunch of bottles of wine, shipping would be really expensive. So you might want to take advantage of this. You're welcome, guys. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I've talked about Bowl and Branch for a really long time, uh, mainly because, well, I love being comfortable. <laughs> 
I just like really, I like soft things. What can I say? Their sheets are fantastic. It's like when you stay at a nice hotel. I mean, that is the best. Isn't that the best when you stay at a nice hotel? The bed is so comfortable. The sheets, just everything is so fluffy. That is what Bowl and Branch sheets are like. Okay. And they're not only doing sheets, but they're also doing towels. So think about like two things that you do every day. You sleep and you shower, right? So those are two things that you want to be comfortable while doing. So don't just focus on sheets. When I get out of the shower, I don't want some cheap ass towel that doesn't dry me because it's too soft. So like I have to end up air drying. No, you want the nice shit. And Bolin Branch towels, they're oversized, they're thick, they're fluffy, they're luxurious, and they're super absorbent. And they last longer than most towels that cost like a million times as much. They're made from 100% organic cotton. So if you're somebody that pays attention to that, you will love this. Plus, they have a bunch of different colors for you guys to choose from. So you don't only have to transform your bedroom into a luxury suite with sheets. Uh, you can transform your bathroom into that. I mean, who doesn't want a great shower or bath experience? So if you go to bullandbranch.com today, and that's B-O-L-L and branch.com, you get $50 off your first order of $200 when you use my promo code Stasi, and that's S-T-A-S-S-I. So get $50 off towards $200. So if you're buying $200 worth of stuff, you're only having to pay $150. That's what's up. Go to bowlandbranch.com. That's right, B-O-L-L and branch.com. Use my promo code Stasi and get that discount. She's never one to hold back on any topic. This is Straight Up with Stasi. So when you started transitioning in L.A., you were at 18 or 19? Yeah, I was like 19, 20, around there. Okay. And was it like a lot, like how, was it a long process for you to completely then start to identify with being a woman? Like, I, I don't know when the timeline is, and I, I would imagine it's different for everyone. But, so you, you decide to start taking hormones, then where do you begin to fully embrace being a woman, being who you are? Uh, I thought I'm going to start hormones. I'm going to take the summer off. I'm going to transition like a butterfly and I'm going to be beautiful. Only a couple months. <laughs> Hold on. That's what <laughs> I thought. In reality, being trans is so expensive. Well, and that's another thing. I'm the like, surgery, what? The surgery is so that? expensive. And I, so, and also I went through like three years of looking so awkward. You would see me and be like, is that a boy? Is that a girl? What the fuck is that? So, I couldn't get a job. There was a time when I, and a lot of people when they first transition or if they're not passable, cannot get a job. And I had to go to a dark place to pay, to make money, to make, to pay my rent. And right. it was, you know, when you're trans and society, um, you know, kind of puts you in a corner and kicks the shit out of you. But then you have these guys with money who are, find you as a fetish and want to pay your bills or pay your rent. That to me feels worse. I mean, I feel like that would sound worse to just be a fetish. Oh, for sure. Like you know, it, it, chicks with dicks, that's a fetish. And at the time I didn't have my surgery. So there was tons of men that would hit me up and I got to a point where I literally could not get a job. And so I had to prostitute a few times to pay my bills. And it was like such a dark place, but I have to think back now and it's like, 
I went through that for a reason and there are so many people out there that are trans that are going through it right now. I just left trans yeah. pride and I see these people that are so young and so beautiful and they're not passable. You know, not everyone can be passable. Like you see a football player and they want to, and they feel like they're in the wrong body and they're forced to play football their whole life. I did. I wasn't forced to play football. Luckily I have a feminine body. Yeah, you do. <laughs> did that just happen? Like after you took hormones or did you always have a feminine body? Cause like I'm looking at you and like when you were walking upstairs, I was like, damn her legs are really good like they don't look like manly legs they look like feminine legs like did that happen after you took hormones or did you just did you just get lucky i i just got lucky i've always had feminine like even my feet like everything has been super feminine and uh that's why i was always mistaken as a girl when i was younger i that's nuts yeah so then how many how many years did it take for you to actually become who you are right now who you are yes like how five. long? Five. Five years. years. So for five years in L.A., you couldn't really get a, a full-blown job. And no, you had I wouldn't say five years. I couldn't get a job. I was saved. And I was saved by this place called the Hair Studio. And they were, they hired me as a reception. And they were so amazing to me. And they were, like, super open-minded, this couple who owns the restaurant. Uh, I mean, owns the hair studio uh, salon. And, um... And then I started working for my best friend who was on a hit TV show and we traveled together and I styled for her and I made tons of money. And then she also helped me with my surgery. So like unbelievable oh, wow. grateful for this woman. And right. she, you know, was there from the beginning. Her and her father went to Thailand with me while I had my surgery. Like, amazing. so you had your surgery in Thailand and I read that on your website because yeah. um, you had your eyes and something else done in LA, correct? I have my nose, or your nose and, and my lip lift and, your, and my, um, I apologize. Yeah. Your nose and your lip uh, in Los Angeles, in Los Angeles. And then, and I have my vagina in Thailand. Why Thailand? The best surgeons in the world that do, um, SRS, which is sexual reassignment surgery is in Thailand. Like, you know, you go to Beverly Hills for a boob job. You go to Thailand for a vagina. Why is that? I think what it's because it it's Thailand? more embraced there. Like the culture, they are more accepting and open to trans people versus America. So they're just more advanced and it's more popular there. But my, I also, you know, I wasn't even attracted to vaginas and I'm like, I have to shop for one. And I spent <sighs> years online looking at vaginas and he, this surgeon had the best. Wait a second. You get to pick what your vagina looks like for realsies? I mean, not exactly, but you get to pick the surgeon who makes really amazing vaginas. But could you say, I want it to look like this? I didn't get to say that. He was just like, I'm going to make it beautiful. And he did. And it's like, I've dated guys who, and I don't do this anymore, but I was stealth, which means you dated people without telling them that you're trans. So I was in the closet. That was another thing I was going to ask you. So I'll get to that too. But so... They were, would compliment you on your pristine vag. Yeah, they would eat me vag. out and not even know. And not know anything. Not know. And then, like, later on, I would tell them, and I'd be like, are you stupid? But I don't know. They, some of them just didn't know. Well, so real fast, um, do you get off the way that a woman would? Yeah, I have a clitoris. My orgasm is amazing. Wait, what? Yeah. See, I've never known this. Okay, so does everyone get that lucky? Like, how do you create that then? Well, there's two different techniques, and um, there's one where it's like an inversion, like where they basically insert everything. But my guy, which is why I went to him, he literally takes everything apart. 
He takes all the nerve endings and he rebuilds the entire thing from scratch. So my clitoris has amazing nerve ending because they took it from the penis and put it on. Fuck you. Are you serious? I've always wondered this and I didn't know. And I can't. That's incredible. Yeah. And, you know, the hormones change everything, too, because when I had testosterone running through my body, I all I thought about was sex. I would be in an elevator and I'd be like, I could fuck him. I could fuck him. If I was stuck here, I guess I'd fuck him. Because I understand why dudes sometimes cheat. Like, I understand why guys, like, are who they are because they have this testosterone that is running through their body and it's like an animal and you are just going around fucking. So when I started hormones and I don't, I had the surgery, so I don't have testicles. So I, I'm not, I mean, obviously I'm feeling really good and feeling really feminine. I, my orgasm is like a woman's orgasm. Like it's an all over sensual body and I'm, my attraction and everything is completely different. Oh my God. I didn't even know I was going to ask this question. (laughs) And now I am so glad that you just brought that up. I, I didn't even think this was even, this wasn't even my brain to even know. What is the, so you've had an orgasm the way a man does and the way a woman does. Yeah. Holy shit. How cool is that? that Which I got one's to better? Both? Well, I mean, uh, for a, I would imagine. Because I think my vagina is way better. It's just like more sensual. It's longer. Like, it's just like, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. I think with Whoa. a penis, it's like, it was like short and like, you know, it's, it's just, just like, like a little explosion. Yeah. And with a, as a vagina. Into with a, a sock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never used a sock back in the day. Really? I hear yeah. that that's what everybody does. No, I'm sure guys do. I mean, like, but... you know, when you're a teenager, that's what I mean, or whatever. But no, um, I love, I didn't. I, honestly, I know guys do, but I never, but my um, my orgasm now with my vagina, like, I just love it. Like, it's just it an all best. over it amazing. Totally yeah. And you're right. It does last longer. I have noticed that, obviously, because, dude, it's like, happens, it's kind of done. Yeah. Girls can make it last yeah. As long as they, w- if you got to commit, you got to really pay attention and you got to focus, but you can make it last a while. Yeah. It's a little bit harder to get an orgasm as a woman. Yes. But I, I feel better. like I agree with that, but I don't know because I was never a man. So I don't know <laughs> that. But so, okay, then you're proving my theory correct. Yeah. And just like the whole point of like, I can give good head because I know, you what's, know up. what's up. I know so what's true. up. So true. Which is probably why like lesbians give the best head because they know what it feels like and they know what to do yeah I dated a trans man so he was a guy with a vagina it's straight dude but it was my first time ever experiencing a vagina without I mean besides well, mine. so he hadn't so a trans so he hasn't he hadn't actually gotten because the dick surgery yes but he's fully transitioned as like a male like you would never know he's like right. such a dude and then um I was like I had to go down on him like when we first started dating and I was like oh my god I've never experienced a vagina besides my own I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm so nervous. And I did. And I fell in love with it. So you weren't turned off by it? No. And then I once, once you fall in love with someone, you know, I fell in love with him and I was so turned on by it. I would eat him out for days. Oh. Yeah. You sound like a, gr- a great partner, <laughs> honestly. So then once you started dating, how long did it take you to date in L.A. once you went through your the whole process of it and like how long well okay actually but before I ask that before you answer that I would like to know how long it really how long it took for you to be what you are right now like what how like if some if somebody were to come to you and say I want to transition how long did it take you um, what would you what would advice say, would you give to that person I would say baby be patient and love yourself through that process 
because society will beat the shit out of you, but like you have to love yourself. And uh, it took a long time. It was years that, and even after the surgery, you ha- I, I was healing for like a year. I couldn't right. work. And, and I had my uh, sexual reassignment surgery. And then a month later, I, or two months later, I was back in the States and had my facial surgery, which is called facial feminization. So they just do everything to feminize your face. So it's not just the nose and lip? Then they, what do they just like? Well, my face was already feminine, but just by changing the nose changed everything. They just made it more feminine. And yeah. then um, the lip lift. Uh, and then they put a little bit of fat from my stomach into my cheeks to enhance it. That's fucking lucky. And then I had a brow lift. So they raised my brows. Wow. Yeah. So and then um, few, my f- Adam's apple was shaved. But I had my Adam's apple actually shaved in Thailand with my vagina. So that just, so basically the process was a few years. Oh yeah. And then once you actually uh, felt comfortable, like when did you start dating or when, how did, did, were you dating throughout that process? No, my God, I was so lonely. Oh, I was not dating at all. You, it's, you're in such an awkward place in your life. And I, I wasn't comfortable with my penis. I didn't feel good. I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. And of course there was a period in my time where I was so lonely that I was like, one, to make money, two, to just to have fun and have a connection with someone. I needed to enjoy it. So if they enjoyed it, I was just like, let me have this hour where they enjoy my body and I actually enjoy it too. Yeah. But most of the time I was so uncomfortable and I got into yoga and meditation and, you know, I wanted to wear little yoga clothes and I wanted to be like every other girl. I didn't want to have to like worry about this stuff between my legs that I had to like tuck and that I was, you know, I was constantly uncomfortable. So then when did you actually feel confident enough to start dating? Um, after all my surgeries. Yeah. But meaning, I mean, healing, you said took years. Yeah. So I would say about five years ago, I started hardcore dating and I ended up dating like half of the guys in my neighborhood, which is why now I need to move. (laughs) Girl, don't you know it? Listen, (laughs) I think it's just like a rite of passage when you move to LA, you like have your skank days. You know what I mean? It's like your skank years where like, you're like, Oh, I guess this is how dating is. Like you just like go through people. Yeah. Well, I own this like little cafe in Sherman Oaks and for two years and all these guys would come in there and they're like, Oh, the owner's cool. Like she smokes weed. Let's hang out. And I would just like hang out with them and I really got along with them and I ended up hooking up with them or dating them. And I was stealth at the time. So it was just an awful experience for me because I was connecting with these people, really liking them. And then once they found out that I was trans, they would drop me and I would be bawling. I was like just so sad all the time. There was days I couldn't leave my apartment. Do you remember the first time that happened? Yes. We, can you tell me about it? Um, like what did that person say or how, what he said, how long did you wait to tell him? Um, probably three months. Okay. And he said, and all his friends knew me. I knew him. We hung out with everyone. Everyone knew we were hanging out. And uh, when I told him, his whole energy shifted. He was so closed and so upset. And I was so scared. And then he just looked at me with these eyes and he said, I will never look at you the same. And he never did. I was always a trans person to him. I was always someone that was weird or someone that um, he would never sleep with again. And it just is crazy because it's just that one word that I said, but before you didn't, nothing mattered to you, Yeah. you know, but when you tell someone that one word, you come out to them and tell them you're trans and they literally just drop you. So like when that happened, did you 
did you change the way that you dated or did you keep? I was insane. I did it for a few more times. I, I don't think you're insane to do that because you don't want, because you're scared of that reaction. I actually think that's normal to actually keep doing that because you don't, you're, you were in so much pain by that reaction that you just don't want to feel it again. And you want to have a connection with someone. You want to get close to someone and you're scared that, right. If you say it right away, then you, it, it prevents you from even getting to the point where you can be close to somebody. Oh, for sure. There's so many times I would have a connection with someone and it's like, Oh my God, this guy's so cool. I'll tell them from the start. And they're like, bye. And it's like, what? Like we had such a good time. Like, so it, it but the thing is, I was very insecure with who I was. I wasn't happy with being trans. I wasn't happy. I well, was of course. How could you all of a sudden just be completely secure and confident? That's it, it, yeah. I've got people that don't even go through your struggle. Like I have no fucking idea what it's like to be you. And I'm painfully insecure. It's like I could not imagine. I yeah. couldn't imagine what it's like. Like so don't. I mean that is expected. I would think. Yeah, but at the same time, I felt for those guys. Like, you know, like they have egos. They have friends who have egos. And 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 I really crushed them. I really fucked with them. And and that I don't like doing. I don't like putting that out there. I don't want that karma back at with me. So now I'm open and honest with everyone. But I'm at a point in my life where I love my trans experience. Like, I love who I am. And I know that I went through some shit so I can share it so other people don't go through the same shit that I went through. And... I've attracted people who actually love and are open and accepting of me. And it's easier for me to date now because I love who I am. And I'm attracting that because I finally am where I'm at. But I was attracting all these guys who were scared shitless that I was trans when I told them because I was scared. Right. So, but again, I was dating a guy for a couple of years and I fell madly in love with him. And he was like, I can't be with you because you can't have your own children. And this was recently. And that, really affected me because it was the first time in a long time that I was like questioning my trans experience again. You questioned it. You questioned yeah, because it you loved this person so much. I questioned it because I love them so much. And I, and I thought I, once again, I went back to my childhood and I thought, why in the fuck was I born trans? Why am I in the wrong body? Why can't I be with this person that I love so much? Because it, I, I loved and accepted it. And he would go to these events with me, these trans events. And he was so, like, so awesome. But it got to a point where, like, no matter what, it still got in the way. God, that's so hard because it's not like he doesn't sound like an asshole. He's not. That's he's like, the that's nicest not guy like ever. He, I, I don't think that I don't necessarily think he's wrong because that happens even with people who aren't trans. Like, yeah. women who can't have children and men who can't have children. That's a that is a that's a fine line between. I, I mean, I don't I don't know like that. He doesn't sound like a dick whatsoever. Yeah. Basically. And I'm, I'm big on adoption. And I think that's my purpose here. I can't wait to have a bunch of kids running around the house and adopted dogs and cats. And like, I want to build my own family and I, and I want it to be colorful and beautiful. And I want my kids to be open-minded and free spirited. And, and that's just not what he wants. And you know, right. you can't, I can't hate him for that. Hey guys, I want to take a break here and talk about something. If you've listened to my show, or breathed oxygen for that matter, you know that life can be messy and far from perfect. Turns out, same thing goes for your skin. Mederma to the rescue. Mederma is the number one doctor and pharmacist recommended brand that is clinically shown to reduce the appearance of scars. Mederma Advanced Scar Gel is the only one per day scar care product that's clinically shown to reduce the appearance of scars. Mederma is trusted by consumers and healthcare professionals alike. Mederma Advanced Scar Gel contains the patented 
ingredient sepalin, which is clinically shown to reduce the appearance of scars. Just once a day, as part of your routine, Mederma is cost-effective and convenient. Other scar care products may appear cost-effective at first, but they must be applied multiple times a day. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that you're not really saving time or money there. Look, you have enough to worry about every day, but don't let your skin be one of them. Check out Mederma today. Look for it in the first aid section and visit Mederma.com to learn more about Mederma's growing family of skincare solutions. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking pop culture, reality TV, celebrity gossip, relationships, and more. This is Straight Up with Stassi. So when did you decide to, because you have 41,000 followers (laughs) on Instagram. That's like not easy to do, okay? Like that's not easy to do. Like you, you now are you're a you're a figure for people. Like you, people look up to you. You have fans. You have followers. Like you're an inspiration to people. How all of a sudden did you go from not telling people that you would date to then embracing it fully to the point where you are a public figure that represents that? Like that is, it's one thing to just come out and be open with your friends, your family, and the people that you date, but then to make it a whole thing where there's, once you go on the internet, I mean, there's no turning back. You yeah. know that. Yeah. That is like, you committed. Yeah. Because I fell in love with myself, and I think people are gravitated to that. I I went through a journey. I went through a spiritual journey where, like, I want to love myself. And I started doing different ceremonies, and I did ayahuasca ceremonies, and that was really powerful for me. Can you tell me what that is? I don't know what that is. So ayahuasca is a plant, and it's a vine that's usually grown in, like, tropical areas like Peru or Hawaii, and you um, drink it as a tea, and you have a shaman. It's done very professional. My guy was a doctor and a shaman, and he... uh, and I drank this tea and I hallucinated and basically almost died. I mean, you basically. Wait, what? Yeah. It's what do you mean you almost die? And now you're having the ceremonies. You're like, I almost died, but YOLO, let's do this all the time. It, it's, it's just you really go through it. And this is what I went through. I, I held on to so much shame as a child. I took that shame from my parents, from being bullied, from all the rumors in my school. I took that and you take the same shit. We all take stuff from our childhood and we hold on to it and it doesn't right. serve us. But we hold on to it and it becomes something like insecurities. It, it affects our relationships. It affects who we are to public and into everyday people and I realized I need to just release that and I looked up ways to release it and that's yoga meditation and also ayahuasca and, and Xanax I, yeah <laughs> and I purged I puked and I purged and I cried and I got it rid of miserable. so it was miserable but- and I got rid of so so much shame and so much negativity that I was holding on to that now I am at a space and I'm at a place where I'm in my life where I like I love who I am and I love the fact that I went through all that and I can be someone who can go to my Instagram or go to my website and be inspired and want to do something or want to be a better person or if they're having a real people message me and they're like I've been struggling and I've been suicidal and reading your post and reading your Instagrams like really inspires me and it really touches me. And I'm like, that's what I'm living for. And right. that's why I've, you can't tell someone they that goes through hell. Like I went through hell as a child and I questioned why did I go through hell? And it's to bring inspiration to these people, to give them light, to save lives. And if I can save someone's life from not committing suicide, you know, then 
that's what I want to do. And, and, and I'm just so grateful that I have that opportunity. Well, fuck, Billy. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Girl, you've been through a lot. I sure have. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm very thankful that you've opened up and especially to my listeners too, because I mean, it's such a brave thing to, to go out there with it. You yeah. know, it's already brave to make the decision to transition. Then t- it's another, uh, another, another layer to admit it to your friends and family. And then another layer to admit it to, um, strangers, but yeah. then to embrace that about you when you're terrified. And it, it's just, I, it's so admirable. And I love that. Yeah, I like I'm at a point in my life where like I can say it in a conversation right off the bat because I'm proud of it. That's because we live in WeHo, yo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I go back to Indiana. I'm like, but the thing is, I blend in. Can you say it in Indiana? But do you say that when you're not in West Hollywood? Like, is it so you feel comfortable? Like if you were to go to the middle of nowhere town, would you feel comfortable being saying that? I would probably be a little scared. And I realized this, I learned this the hard way. I would sometimes late at night, like just in conversation, or even all the time I would tell my Uber drivers and Lyft drivers that I am trans. And some people, whenever they hear it, they automatically disrespect me as in sexually. They like start being really aggressive and I get really scared and they like pull over and like look me up and down. Fuck you. Ask Are to you see serious? my vagina. Oh yeah. Shut up. This is in LA with Lyft and Uber. So Girl, I- Oh, you need to start using black cars. Yeah, I don't I don't SUVs. say it anymore. I don't say it anymore in the car. I, I wait, I keep that's that. terrifying. But there's girls out there every day who don't blend in like I do, who aren't passable. And those are the ones that I like want to protect and that I feel for because they don't get to for me I have it easier now because I walk down the street, no one knows. But there are so many beautiful women out there, trans women, who are noticeable and people pick on them and harass them. Wait. Do you call and complain when that happens to you? You do, or you do, please tell me you don't just let I did, that go. No, I left a comment. I left a comment. A comment? Yeah. Someone asked to see your vagina, and you left a comment. This was recently, leaving sir. No yeah. way. He even pulled over, and then he got out of his car when I got to my house, and he was like, "I'm walking to you, walking to your, walking you to your door," and I was like, "No, it was so bad." Yeah. That's fucking insane. Yeah, it was scary. But trans women deal with that every day, especially if they're noticeably trans. Wow. Everyone yeah. beware. I'm sorry. I, I feel like I want my listeners, Khaleesi's, beware. Uh, that is, that's incredible. And yeah. I, I feel like you should speak about that more, honestly. That, I wish you would have called. God, a comment? Holy shit. Like, that's, I couldn't imagine if someone, if a driver got out and asked to see my boobs or my vagina, or even like... Hey, like, can I see what your biceps look like? I'd be like, fuck you. That's really weird. But he thought it was okay because I'm trans. And because why? trans is overly sexualized. Why? It's, a, it's, a, it's more of a fetish. It's overly sexualized. And they automatically go there. He automatically disrespected me as soon as I told him. He was 100% respectful and kept his shit together. And as soon as I had a conversation, because he asked what I do, and I told him I'm a trans activist, and that I work at Sir, and he was like, instantly shifted his energy went completely sexual and i felt it and it was really awkward that's nuts yeah but i mean you know trans women they deal with that every single day and even like in school kids like k through 12 like i think it's 78 percent of kids experience harassment trans kids 78 percent. so it's happening all day long every day yeah okay there's something i really do want to say this because i want to I want to talk about other things, too, because 
I don't want you to be defined just by being transgender. Right. That's not you're not the only that's not the only thing you can talk about. Right. And that I feel like so many people and because I, I, you know, I've watched interviews for different you know, related issues and it's always just about that. So nobody's actually trying to understand you as a person without identifying you with being transgendered. Right. So like, fuck, like, what do you like to watch on TV? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get to it. Um, okay, I watched Sense Eight. What the um, heck is that? It's like this new. Oh, it, yes, yeah, but it got that canceled. Is that billboard where like the kid has like right, or is that a different? Well, thing? no, it's like it's about a group of people who basically share um, like a soul in a way, um, and they connect. And it's actually um, by two trans women who created it oh, and wow. they're famous in Hollywood I can't believe I can't think of the name it's because I had a couple beers but they um, used to be like famous Hollywood producers men and then they transitioned to women wow so it's on Netflix but it got canceled after two seasons and it's like really disappointing but that's the only thing you know are you times? not a TV person I'm not because I, I don't have time and every time I go to watch a show like I'm excited and I start it I never finish it I make time yeah it's I, like a priority of mine <laughs> You know what I do? I like I like Palo Santo and I play with tarot cards. Like I have these angel cards and I I just do hippie shit around my apartment. I mean, listen, if you ever want to have like a bachelor <laughs> night, you can cover to mine and we can be very basic and just have wine and Yes. You know, I'll make sure it's vegan <laughs> yeah, it's food vegan. for you, but I won't eat that shit. Yeah. Fuck that. What does that taste like cardboard? No, you could do vegetables, fruits I, and I vegetables. Don't, I don't really like vegetables. I love fruits. <laughs> I like vegetables if they're dipped in ranch. <laughs> Oh my god, I love ranch. Vegan ranch from Veggie Girl. Hey. Should I? Should I? Does vegan ranch taste like regular ranch? No, no. Then fuck that. And I'm from the trailer park. Like I grew up on McDonald's. Like I grew up on meat. Ugh, I grew it. up on all. And when I still have a bad day, like I'm, I'm a white trash vegan. So like I, <laughs> I say. Can this. that be your Twitter handle now? <laughs> white trash vegan. I know, right? I want I w- that to be. I wish I was vegan so I could say that that was. I want to be white trash vegan. <laughs> I did this like pilot for. I want to do a cooking show where I. Um, basically take meals, everyday meals, and make them into vegan. But a lot of my meals are white trash because I grew up that way. And But anytime I can get a chance to, like, if I'm having a really bad day or if I'm really depressed or something happened, I want to just have a piece of pizza, a cheese piece of pizza. Fuck yeah. Who doesn't want a piece of pizza? I know. But that's, like, my one thing where, like, someone's like, you're not vegan. I saw you eat a pizza the other day. Bitch, I had a bad day. And there's once in a while. And I pay for it. My stomach hurts so bad afterwards. So you're vegan because of, like, I'm vegan reasons because that it makes you feel exactly. differently. So it's not like um, I won't have milk because I can't believe that comes from an animal. Oh, no. I'm that girl, too. Oh, I can't don't... believe people ha- drink cow's milk. Why? That, it doesn't hurt the cow. Oh, I, first of all, a lot of cows are hurt all the time, well, especially from, major. Ma- well, for ma- milk? Yes. They, from just like they, squeezing the tit? I mean, what oh, happens when I have a baby and they're then my born baby's and like raised, the- They're born and raised. That's all they do their whole entire life is give milk. And they pump them with all these hormones. Have you seen Forks Over Knives? No. Girl, we're going to watch some documentaries on Netflix. As long it as we can watch The Bachelor after. my <laughs> life. Well, no, I don't want to not want milk or meat anymore. Almond milk is the best. Cashew actually, milk is my favorite. I actually do like almond milk. I like all, I mean, it tastes the same. I don't like, I don't sit there drinking milk. No, I used to have a glass of milk when I was younger. That I but don't, you know, I, there's so, weirds me out. There are so many studies that people who grow up with milk are more likely to have breast cancer. Great. They have tumors. Awesome. It's, it's, 
We're the only ones that drink someone else's milk. Come on. What you mean? Tell you Americans are the only ones? No, but humans. Like okay, well, humans are like there are a lot of us. Yeah, and but like, it's re- I feel like we're kind of like doing okay. I just watched a video where people were like drinking milk and they're testing and they're like, oh my god, this is good. And then later they were like, it was just like a prank, but they're like, this is dog's milk, and they all spit it out and they're freaking out. And I'm like, a dog, a cow. To me, that's the same thing. I'm sorry, but you're drinking another animal's okay, milk. Okay, you're freaking out my brain because I'm imagining drinking. Luda or Zoe's. Next time you drink cow's milk, milk I, I want you, you to think of your dog. Oh my god, I'm I can't believe you did this to me. Yeah. So my and never- cashew milk is the shit. It's so good. Yeah, but you don't understand. Dairy's my favorite food group. I love dairy. I girl. love cheese. Goat cheese, mozzarella on a pizza. Oh my Are god, you kidding? Cheese is my favorite. That I think that would probably be my favorite food. Anything dairy based is like my favorite thing. And so you're really like fucking up my life right now. Here's the thing. I support organic farms. If you're if your cow can run around and have a beautiful life, but it also gives you a little milk once in a while. I'm not going to hate on you. Great. But if you're going to the grocery store and you're just buying whatever type of milk, you don't know where it's coming from. You don't look it up. That's ignorant. And that's to me, that's there's so many amazing, beautiful places out there that provide amazing homes for their animals and also provide amazing products for the humans. The next time you have, I don't know, Domino's, I'm going to (laughs) look at you and be like, yo, that cheese did not come from an organic Girl, farm. you know how many times, sir, we be getting drunk and then we're at somebody's apartment and they order pizza. Do you what am it? I going to do? You have to eat it. Kristen ordered this vegan pizza the other day and it was so good. Like she watches out for me because she's vegetarian. I know. There yeah. was no cheese on it. It was just vegetables and sauce. I almost just threw it away. No. That's not, yeah, that's not pizza. <laughs> Girl, I'm all about a cheese pizza. <laughs> and you don't ever crave meat or anything like that? No, I mean, it's been like nine years since I've had meat. Okay, so do you, like, take medicine, or are you more, like, because I know that you're into natural stuff, and, and we were talking about before we started this podcast how you lit a wood thing. Palo Santo, yeah, yeah. I should light it again, by the like, way. It, so, yeah, light it, but Palo Santo. Yeah, it's so healing. I'm telling you, you guys have to order this. Like, it's... It, I mean, it, it just looks like a stick that you're lighting on fire. Yeah, and it's just, the smell, you even this, said it, it smells, smells really yeah, good. It smells good. It's super calming. There's days where I go home and I'm just like crying, especially after a breakup, and I just light this. And and then you ugh. stop crying? So you're telling me all I need to do is it light a stick? It just makes me feel better. I love that it makes but you feel crying's better. crying's good too. I like purging and like getting it out when you need to, you know? And yeah. then you feel tingly afterwards. I like. do that very often. <laughs> what is, what, I'm going to be very basic. What is your sign? When's your birthday? Pisces. You're a Pisces. Yes, February 22nd. Okay. Wait, it's basic to ask people what, what their sign is because I ask all the time. I think it's basic, but I ask all the time too. <laughs> it's almost like I'm get, I'm insecure about asking people what their sign is. So I just like, before they can make fun of me or judge me for asking, I call myself basic first. So, you know, it's like, I already said it, so you can't judge me because I said it first. No, it's, it's not basic though. I love it. Like, I always ask people, especially when I ask guys, they're like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, oh, fuck. They fucking know. Everyone knows. Like, <laughs> so you're sensitive. You're a water sign. I'm so sensitive. Yeah. So I'm a cancer. My birthday's in a week. You're a water sign. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love water signs. Like, we definitely are, like, flowy, chill. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So where is your favorite place to shop? Thrift stores. Oh, my I God. I that answer, actually. I have this amazing little hidden thrift store in the um, valley that I go to. And actually, my girlfriend just texted me today. And she said, girl, you're missing out. It's dollar day. I'm like, what? But I was working all day. So I just, like. That I, sucks ass. Yeah. But I love a thrift store. So your hobbies are basically um, yoga, yes. healthy as fuck. I do yoga every day. Lighting sticks on fire. <laughs> what are they again? I'll never remember this. This Palo Santo. Palo Santo. 
Palo Santo. It does actually smell really good. She just did it. Um, and you do cards. You do tarot cards. Yeah, angel sometimes. Angel cards. Yeah, like I, it, you know, I, they're angel cards and they're super positive. And when I have like, um, so there are no like murder death cards. No, and fair. you know what? Even death cards can mean just a new beginning. It doesn't mean like someone's gonna die next to you. Well, no, I don't want anyone to die. <laughs> I just I'm kind of interested in like dark murdery stuff. So like I just love I love the the appeal of it is just fun. Yeah, well, obviously to me, I don't want anyone to die. <laughs> yeah, but wait, I've gotten a death card before on a different because I only have angel cards, which is they're very light and like super uplifting and they give you guidance and sometimes I just pour my energy into the cards and I'm like I just need some answers like should I take this job at sir like I have so no what if the card was a negative one or like one that was like no you just wouldn't have taken the job at sir I would have probably asked all my friends and like questioned it a little bit more for sure I don't know oh. if I would have definitely like but I mean even guys that I've dated I've like did the cards like I'm like okay is this guy and I would get their birthday book out I'm like such a stalker when it comes to signs and all that stuff I want you to meet my best friend Sheena Manina she lives in New Orleans we're friends from home and she owns uh, Raw Republic and it's a wellness center juice bar she does like spiritual healing all of that stuff you guys would have a fucking field day in fact I feel like you'll just replace me (laughs) because we're the opposite like I'm just so not I don't understand it I'm not like that I but I'm I like when other people are because it's just so different yeah you know I feel like I don't know a lot about you even though I'm not supposed to be asking the questions but I instantly want to be like wait are you dating because we're having a conversation but I it's your show and you're asking me the questions (laughs) I'm over here like I want to know stuff about you too we need to have like a girls night. Yes. But yeah. I don't want it to involve just like vegan food and yoga. No, it'd be like one of my cheat nights where I have pizza. Well, I don't want you to cheat. You don't have okay. to cheat. Kristen can order some vegan shit for us or something. <laughs> I don't know. But I want to, we need to chill and I want you to show, I'll watch whatever show you watch. Then you're going to have to watch what I okay. watch. Okay. You watch a documentary of my choice and I'll watch yes. a reality show or whatever show you want. Yeah. Or like yeah. a rom-com. Yes. That'd be so much fun. And at least we both like beer. Yes. So then we have that right there. That is the glue that will hold this together. We're water signs <laughs> and we like beer. And we it's like done. Beer. I mean, it's is done. there like anything else you need? <laughs> no. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything that you want to talk about? I don't want to cut you off. I don't want, I, I want you, I, I don't want to not touch on something that maybe you wanted to talk about or. Well, you know what? I, I my thing is I'm so grateful for working at Sir and for Lisa and Natalie giving yeah. me the job. And my big thing is like, if you have the opportunity or if you're empowered to hire someone or you know someone or you have a voice at your company you should just try to hire someone trans because not having a job and you know it's really hard and so I just encourage people and uh, that have the opportunity to hire someone to to think about hiring someone trans I just wanted to put that out there because right now I'm so grateful that I have this job at Sir. and uh, you know the unemployment rate for trans people is crazy it's like 50% more than the general population. So it's nuts. Yeah. So that's just kind of what I wanted to put out there. And also I'm single and ready to mingle. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone live in West Hollywood or wait, you don't live in West Hollywood yet. You're looking for a place in West Hollywood. You're I'm looking for a place in West Hollywood. I do live over the hill and a nice little quiet area that I'm not going to say. Yeah. Don't know. Don't say where you live. (laughs) So everybody go follow Billy and it's at it's me, Billy Lee. So that's I T S M E B I L L I E 
L E E. And it's like that for Twitter and Snapchat and yeah, all that too. So it's, it's the all. same one all around. And yeah. your website is yes. it's me, Billy Lee. Yes. She does styling and stuff like that too. Yeah. And I'm updating, I'm launching a vegan blog. Uh, so it's like very lifestyle and just like, you know, healthy ways to um, heal yourself and vegan yummy food. And of course, white trash vegan food. That's the best. Yeah. Oh, see, that's those are the those are the posts something. that I follow. I'm gonna make you something white trash and vegan, and you're gonna be like, "What? This yeah, is see, so I'm good." I'm from the south. I love food. Food. Like I like like I don't like the healthy shit. I'd rather have like one meal a day, even if it's a small <laughs> one, but it has to be kind of like fried chicken hearty <laughs> yes i was gonna say hearty but yes you know something that i look forward to eating i don't i like looking forward to food oh me too it's like the you highlight know? of my day like i can't wait to leave here and just like imagine what i'm gonna eat tonight it's fun <laughs> listen there's a reason that shit tastes good we're, we're here to taste good things yeah you have to enjoy life that's why like i'm not that vegan person who like eats nuts only and like has a strawberry and be like i'm full no Fuck that. Like mama needs to eat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, please make me something. Oh, I'm going to. It's happening. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I, I enjoyed it. I really appreciate it. Yes. And we're going to go and drink some more beer. Bye, <laughs> Khaleesi's. Bye. Bye.